it's David here, and I am joined as always by... Brennan, 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 Brennan. What's happening, Brennan? Oh, we got a really cool episode tonight. Yeah? We are going to talk about the song Take What You Want by Def Leppard, oh. kind of explore its lyrics, and I guess... Uh, kind of give our own interpretation and take on what they mean and maybe uh, relate some of our own life experiences as to how we associate it with the broader theme of the song. Interesting. But now, before we do, we would just like to let everybody out listening out there know that we are broadcasting live from our Commodore 64. 64. Yeah. I adore my 64, by the way. <laughs> we have space-age Star Trek technology associated with our VIP page that mm. allows us to figure out where you live or what your nearest town or city is when you put yourself on the list and we just want to let you know that the towns or cities that show us the biggest cluster of fans we are going to give first priority for concert dates and live performances so we're just encouraging you to put yourself on the vip fan list put yourself on the radar and come out of the woodwork let us know who and where you are so we can come and rock you out that's some crazy technology can't wait to see you on that list everyone cool Awesome. Well, so why don't we start here? Life's complicated. Well, I'd say that's very true. You know, when I was a teenager, I kind of thought I knew everything and it was all black and white. Now that I have a few more decades under my belt, I can see that a lot of things aren't nearly as certain or obvious as I used to think. Hmm. Love it or hate it? Well, I guess I can say that I've been through both sets of emotions many times, and... Sometimes my mood swings between the two, even when everything seems like it's all going my way. I'm in it to win. I agree. If life is a game you're thrown into by the universe, you might as well play to win the game instead of just drifting through and existing. Hmm. Don't have to believe it. Just let it begin. Well, I think it's true in its own right that there are a whole lot of life situations through the years that don't have really have a prepacked solution. And a lot of times you're going to be dealt a lousy hand of cards to play with. But there's a lot of people who don't want to face or think about that harsh reality, but that doesn't make it any less true. And then there are those who know it's true, but then they spend all their time just dry steering and planning to win the game instead of actually getting to the boxing ring and starting to take some swings, because really there's no way to win without taking some beatings along the way. Anything you see personally as a broader theme, and is there some life history of your own that relates to this? Oh, I would say that there's a treasure trove of uh, free association that mm. I can pull out here. I guess the biggest message that jumps out to me is don't settle for less than what you really want in every way. You know, don't just be a mindless conformist who thinks like everybody else, but instead sculpture your life into what you instinctively know you want it to be. As to a personal angle in my own life history, I've always had something of an independent streak since I was a kid. So, like, when I was seven... I started riding my bike around and selling my used Archie comics for a profit. And I think I did that for four years, right up until I was about 11 or so. Then later on as a teenager, I started doing landscaping, lawns, and fence building for seniors. Now incidentally, uh, one time when I was doing the landscaping, I also, I also accidentally sliced one of my pick hand fingers with a hedge trimmer. From my late teens and my early 20s onward, I started doing both private math tutoring and guitar lessons, and that became a sizable chunk of my income. Now, along the way, before Adrenalize, I had an original trio project that sounded like Rush. 
and we got some pretty major cult recognition, and we had an incredible 10-year run. Was that the BBC? That was the BBC. And kind of for a couple years concurrent with the BBC, I had a really cool two-year studio project I did with another guy. We pumped out some amazing collaborations. In fact, they were so amazing, we just might have to play some samples of what the stuff that we... uh, the stuff that we composed on a future episode of the show. Hmm. By the way, Dave, you'll never guess what his name was. True story. Well, you gotta tell me. I can't take the suspense. Andrew David G. No way. Really? Really. No joke. That's so close to my name. It had to be some kind of metaphysical destiny to prepare you to co-host the podcast. Uh, I agree. I don't think there can be any other explanation. Now, if we fast forward to today... I'm still not quite a billionaire yet, but I can truthfully say I'm the closest I've ever been. And not only that, I still have fabulous hair. So I'm free to indulge my musician's sleep cycle of going to bed at 2 a.m. and getting up at 11.30. And I don't have to work too hard to keep the gravy on the french fries. That's incredible. Will you share some of your secrets of how you've worked your way into such an enviable situation? Well, I think I will. But I bet you've also probably got some pretty insightful commentary on the lyrics and a lot of your own life history and successes to relate, don't you? Yeah, I definitely do. And I think we've covered so much territory already that this episode deserves a second installment with you interviewing me for part two. What do you think? Well, I think that's a great idea, Dave. So this is the part of the show where we turned it into a nail-biting cliffhanger. So don't forget to add yourself to the VIP list. Put yourself on the radar so we know who and where our loyal pyromaniacs are. And stay tuned for the epically amazing part two. Stay tuned. Say what you want. Say what you need. Take it.